This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. I'm Bruce Dean, and this is Paul Bunyan Country. Well, we are checking in with Blaine Clemick. He is the Northwest Regional Wildlife Manager. It's manager, right? I, I always forget which one it is. Yeah, it, yeah. Yes. Regional Wildlife Manager for the Northwest Region, Kevin. All right. And we, uh, of course, like to talk to Blaine several times throughout the course of the year because there's always a lot of stuff going on, and we're getting into hunting season, and we'll get into that. But uh, before we get into that, Blaine, talk to us a little bit about uh, what some of the things your crew and you have been doing uh, you know, the, throughout the course of the spring and summer up to this new fall season. Sure, Kevin. Um, first off, thanks, you know, for the invitation to talk to you again. I always enjoy it, so I appreciate that. You bet. Um, you know, what we've been working on this uh, spring and summer is uh, mostly your standard seasonal uh, habitat project work. Um, it's a very busy time of the year, of course, for wildlife staff out there doing prescribed burns uh, for example and you know we had pretty good conditions um, going into the season uh, the uh, snow kind of lasted a long time and and uh, ice on the on the lakes but uh, once once uh, the snow melted it was all systems go for conducting uh, prescribed burns across across the region a lot of prairie burns you know to improve habitat conditions uh, in brushlands as well for sharp-tailed grouse and prairie chickens and and you know uh, all kinds of other species of wildlife too and um, and making plans coming up for the fall hunting season which of course is is uh, is upon us already <laughs> it just kind of seems as though the summer went by in a blink of an eye and and here we are already uh, talking almost October. Well, and uh, two of the things that got started uh, first in the uh, fall hunting seasons uh, were the teal season and, of course, bear season, which is still underway. So talk a little bit about the teal season uh, from what you've heard. How did that go? Teal season was uh, was successful. Um, you know, this is the third, the third year of this trial, if you will, teal season. And then Decisions will be made if this will become a permanent uh, fixture, if you will, of of uh, you know a hunt in the mm-hmm. fall. Uh, early teal season um, up and down the Mississippi Flyway is pretty standard for states. Minnesota is uh, you know, one of the last states, or maybe it is the last state um, to have an early teal season. But like I said, this uh, is the third year that it just just had it early September the third year of the experimental uh, uh, season. So, um, you know, the season went well. Um, we, you know, plenty of hunters harvested uh, uh, harvested uh, teal. Um, however, given that this summer was relatively dry in much of the region, uh, some access issues, uh, you know, accessing wetlands because of low water uh, was an issue for some hunters. But those hunters that targeted rice, wild rice, um, any basin that has wild rice is, uh, generally speaking, uh, going to be a good waterfowl hunting spot. And uh, by all accounts, from those that I've heard that participated in the season, had a good season. Okay. 
one of the other runs I I forgot to mention that that were going was going on late summer early fall I believe was the elk season right yeah yes the elk hunting season uh, commenced for uh, the state state hunting now you know there's a different difference now we have to talk about that but on September 9th our first nine day elk hunting season um, occurred and that season is over and a new one will begin on another nine day season will begin this Saturday okay and uh, that very first elk hunting uh, season for the state um, just concluded uh, and uh, the harvest was 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 high again in fact uh, of the seven hunters that uh, were lucky enough to get one of these um, once in a lifetime hunting licenses, only one was unsuccessful, wow. and that was an either sex uh, tag. So it was, you know, could have taken a or no, I, I take that back. It was a cow tag, and that hunter uh, was unsuccessful. But there was one cow taken, and uh, five bulls. And I tell you what, Kevin, um, maybe people have seen it on social media. You know, a lot of these hunters, uh, you know, like to share their their uh, their hunt and, and photographs and so forth, and it might have made it into the media as well as far as uh, newspaper um, or whatnot. But there was another giant. Um, it, it just it amazes me that year after year, despite relatively high harvests of bulls uh, in northwest Minnesota, that generally speaking, year after year, someone harvests. A monster and, and and there was a 10 believe it or not a 10 by 11 bull elk that was harvested that has uh, a non-typical rack in that it it's so unusual looking it almost looks like a prehistoric elk um, it, it's webbed the, the the beams are webbed um, incredibly large tines massive massive uh, rack that we think haven't seen actually what it scores Boone and Crockett as far as inches. I've heard well over 400 inches it scored, which would make it uh, probably a new Minnesota state record. And uh, and despite that monster bull, there were several hunters that killed almost as large of bulls, and uh, including and I was going to mention this too, Red Lake Nation has issued licenses to hunt the 1863 treaty territory to their tribal hunters. And uh, they issued 30 licenses. Uh, however, they are capping that harvest at 15. So if 15 animals are harvested, the, the hunt, the tribal hunt that actually goes all the way to the end of December would, would stop. But four or five tribal hunters have harvested elk uh, out of uh, the northwest Kitson County area, um, as well as uh, one, at least one, one large bull out of the Grigla herd. Um, so some tribal hunters that are participating in their tribal hunt are have been successful too. Okay, well, wow. Uh, so a great elk season so far. Unbelievable. Yeah, it, yes, very much so. Uh, weather has been good. You know, and one of the things, Kevin, that's key to any success uh, for elk hunters up in northwest Minnesota is uh, despite the abundance of public land, you know, there's over 100,000 acres of public land up in northwest. Uh, I'm talking Kitson County and such. 
that despite that, a lot of the elk are harvested off of private land. So, um, you know, it's critical that uh, hunters do their homework, uh, knock on doors, and, you know, just do their homework uh, like you do with most any kind of hunting. Uh, you got to know where you're going and getting securing that permission and so forth. But um, I'm not sure. I think most of these animals were indeed harvested off of private land. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and also bear hunting. That started Labor Day, or not Labor Day, that started September 1st. And uh, how's the season been for the bear so far? Well, yeah, that it's one of those unique hunts in Minnesota that it, it the bear hunting season always starts September 1st. doesn't matter um, that uh, it's not on a Saturday. So September 1st, it's one of those hunts that begins on a specific date every year where most of our hunting and fishing seasons begin on a Saturday, you know. But September 1st, and we've been into it now for, you know, almost a month. And as of, uh, as of uh, September 18th was the last report I saw of overall harvest. Um, bear, the bear harvest is 25% down from what it was last year at this time. And uh, that that equates to a little over 1,300 bears. And 67% of that harvest, Kevin, was male, which is which is what the bear research biologists prefer. Uh, and, of course, our wildlife managers uh, would prefer more males harvested than females because, obviously, females are the reproductive animals. And, and there is concern that bear numbers are, are less in some areas of the state. So there's... That, that is why people have to wait sometimes as long as five, six years to get a, to get a bear license is because we're still trying to build that population so you are conservative then with the hunt. Um, and, and, you know, what's contributing to that, uh, that lower harvest? Um, any bear hunter will tell you that when, when uh, hard and soft mass, you know, like acorns and berries are abundant, they, the bears don't really come to the baits all that much. And that is exactly what happened this fall. Uh, earlier than normal, too, was uh, the abundance of burr oak and red oak acorns. It, it was unreal. I mean, you walk, I walk in the backyard of my place here southwest of Bemidji, and it's just crunch, crunch, crunch. You better not walk barefooted. Because <laughs> it's going to hurt. But uh, there's a lot of acorns out there, and uh, that, that contributed to a lower harvest as well as that very first weekend, if you remember, or that uh, September 1st, and then that following weekend and several days following, actually, it was extremely hot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's that's not conducive to, to good hunting either. I mean, just about for any, any creature that you hunt, uh, real hot weather is just activity level of wildlife. And <laughs> for that matter, the hunter is, is low, so... Uh, bears were more nocturnal during the heat, and uh, obviously you can't hunt bear at night. And so another reason, uh, just because of the weather and, and, uh, and of course, the availability of natural foods uh, contributed to that lower harvest. But, but there's still going to be some guys and gals out there hunting hunting bears. Uh, the, the season goes into October, so uh, there will be a few more harvested, but it typically really drops off after the first week uh, with bear hunting. You don't, um, 
you don't have any concerns about the population of bear in the area, though. Uh, well, the concern would lie with just, you know, we, we redu- we've reduced for the last many years the number of tags. And, uh, no, uh, there isn't any, any concern that uh, a lower harvest is going gonna, is gonna to create problems. In fact, it, in actuality, it will, it will benefit the population, um, especially those areas where we do have concerns that maybe there's lower bear numbers than, than there should be. Um, the uh, lower harvest will, will will help that out a little bit, and uh, and obviously the amount of food out there, uh, the, the abundance of food is gonna is gonna contribute to a bear's overall um, health going into hibernation. Um, they're gonna be putting on fat like you can't believe with with the abundance of acorns, high protein, fatty foods, and so you know they're putting on the pounds right now, preparing for winter and. And, uh, you know, this kind of abundance out there is just is going to bode well for, for black bears. Okay. Um, so those are the seasons so far. Am I missing any season that's also underway? Well, yeah, there's been, uh, well, of course, last weekend uh, we, we just started the, you know, kind of the big kickoff, if you will, which would be small game and, and the archery deer. Um, so that all began last Saturday, rough grouse populations are by all accounts pretty high um in many areas of the state where we do drumming counts in the spring drumming counts were up and then if you recall last winter yeah it was a long winter we had a ton of snow but that snow was of consistency that rough grouse thrive in you know rough grouse uh do what is called snow roosting uh, most listeners to the program will know what that means. You know, rough grouse, sharp-tailed grouse, even prairie chickens, um, spruce grouse. They like to uh, roost inside the snow uh, at night or during inclement weather, cold, you know, blizzards, these sorts of things. It's uh, It protects them. It keeps them warm. And last winter's snow was just ideal for snow roosting. And so that, that equates to higher survivorship of grouse. And... Uh, then couple that with a relatively dry spring, um, which which then means uh, nesting success will be better. Um, you know, when when it rains a lot and it's cold, uh, little chicks that hatch have a harder time surviving because they don't have feathers yet. They do have down, but um, they're they're subjected to 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 a hypothermia in cold, wet weather. So. Productivity was up this spring, and uh, people are reporting seeing lots of birds. I was just up at Red Lake WMA a couple of days ago. Uh, commissioner was up there, and uh, we toured some facilities and, and looked at some project sites, uh, habitat project sites uh, on the WMA. And at the end of the day, um, an hour left of sunlight, I went on a solo hunt on one of the many you know, there's about a hundred miles of hunter walking trails that are mowed and maintained up at that WMA. Um, I, I chose one and walked it and uh, saw a number of birds, including uh, um, some spruce grouse. And anyway, I'm, I'm hearing all kinds of reports, Kevin, just in this first week of uh, people having some good success out there hunting rough grouse and to some degree um, spruce grouse and 
uh, I know of a party of hunters that route every year go up to Caribou WMA, which is uh, it borders the Canadian border, um, uh, up Manitoba, up up uh, in Kitson County. Large, huge WMA that's managed for elk, deer, and sharp-tailed grouse. And this large group of hunters annually go to that WMA and camp and do the whole thing. And uh, there were, I can't remember, not even, maybe about a dozen guys, if that, uh, they harvested 25 sharp tails. So um, they had really good success on, on hunting sharpies. So uh, that's another species of grouse that Minnesota has um, that, you can, that you can go after. And deer hunting, um, archery began, of course, Saturday. And uh, warm weather, probably limits a lot of uh a lot of the harvest just because uh deer are more active um in at night when it's cooler and, and of course deer right now or have shed their spring summer coats and have grown thicker winter uh hair and so um, they're not as active and of course the rut is a little bit off yet um not, that doesn't happen until late october into november and but uh i'm hearing of a few people out myself included hunting deer and uh i haven't heard of anybody necessarily anybody in my circles that have had success but uh um, there's been some harvest of course all across the state of minnesota our true season has begun and and people are out there uh hunting and and those uh, are and people are also hunting with a crossbow um that was something that the legislature passed last uh last uh legislative session um, on their own, it wasn't something that the DNR was pushing for at all, despite maybe some of the rumors out there. Uh, DNR wasn't behind uh, having this legislation um, uh, passed, uh, but it was. And so now people can hunt with a crossbow during the archery season. And, and I know of a few that, that do just that, using a crossbow to, to hunt deer. Okay. And... Maybe I'm probably rambling on a little bit, little bit much here, Kevin. No. But, uh, turkey season, turkey hunting uh, season, of course, is something else that happens in the fall, and that's coming up in October. I forget the exact date, but uh, by all accounts, my own observations too, turkeys continue to increase in numbers and uh, in distribution throughout northwest Minnesota including right here in the greater Bemidji area and Brainerd, of course. Um, but turkeys are everywhere. Uh, turkeys can be found in virtually, well, not virtually, all, all counties in the state of Minnesota now have a turkey population, and you can hunt turkeys anywhere in the state now, including the fall hunting season, which uh, allows a, a hunter to take a hen or a tom or, or, or a, bird, a bearded bird. So... Um, either male or female can be harvested in, in the fall. And a lot of people do, um, you know, it, it's a little bit different type of hunt. Turkeys aren't breeding in the fall. So a lot of times calls and decoys don't necessarily work all that well. It, it, they can, uh, but not as well as it can in the spring and does in the spring. But a lot of people um, have a turkey hunting license, uh, archery, when, when, they're, when they're hunting deer with a bull. Or a crossbow. Now, uh, a lot of guys, a lot of hunters will have that turkey, that fall turkey hunting license in their pocket too. Because in, in many cases, wild turkeys, you know, of course, they flock in the fall like they do in the spring. Um, 
will pass by you like deer, you know, using the trails, using the woodland or whatever, the field edge that you're hunting. And uh, so, like I said, many, many people would have, have a couple of licenses in their pocket and, and a turkey license taking an opportunistic turkey while, while deer hunting uh, sometimes works. So, I and, uh, go, go ahead. I was, go ahead. I was just going to ask, um, why, why is there a spring and a fall turkey season? You know, it's, it's a good question. Um, not sure I know the exact answer, but uh, it's it's creating opportunity. Um, and there's no reason why uh, you can't hunt them in the fall. But in the spring, it's always been a tradition uh, throughout North America with turkeys. Um, and that is a unique thing about upland game bird hunting is that, you know, we're not hunting rough grouse in the spring. We're not hunting prairie chickens or sharp-tailed grouse in the spring. But we hunt turkeys in the spring, and they're related. Uh, they're all related. They're all gallinaceous birds, as it's called. Um, but it, the tradition, like in some places in North America where you hunt spring bear, um, spring turkeys uh, is a tradition. And, and, of course, one of the exciting things about turkeys is that, uh, you know, that's during the breeding season, and the toms are, are responsive to the hen talking, if you will, with calls and responding to decoys, and and uh, it's very exciting. It's it's I've likened it to using grunt calls on white-tailed bucks to bring them in during the rut. Uh, you're doing essentially the same thing with turkeys. You're using uh, different calls to to bring them into you, lure them to your decoy spread and whatnot, or or where you're actually hunting. Um, just exciting. It's fun time of year to hunt, uh, and that's kind of kind of why, I guess, Kevin. Blaine Plemick is the Northwest Regional Wildlife Manager, and we got a ton more stuff to talk about with Blaine. Hi, this is Chuck Hassey on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson employed for another year. Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Cast a line this summer and discover the first city on the Mississippi, Bemidji, with over 400 lakes and a 25-mile radius, creates a premier destination for all anglers. With an abundance of multi-species available, you'll catch more fish, bigger fish, and create better stories to last a lifetime. For more information, go to visitbemidji.com. Bemidji I'm Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service. I'm proud of the efforts my fellow guides and I make to help Kev Jackson sound like he has a clue. This is Paul Bunyan Country. Northwest Regional Wildlife Manager Blaine Clemick is my guest today. And Blaine and I have talked about a ton of stuff already. Well, we haven't even uh, talked about the, the you know waterfall yet, uh, besides teals. Uh, we got ducks and geese to t- talk about, too. Yeah, ducks. Ducks, geese, and, and the upcoming uh, firearms deer hunting season. Yeah. But, you know, we can start with waterfall. Um, you know, the summer, this summer, Kevin, was uh, was kind of droughty, if you will. Um, it, you know, some, some key rains here and there, uh, you know, by and large, you know, things have been nice and green throughout the summer, but, but you can see, you know, anybody that, that looks out at a wetland, um, can clearly see that water is lower, and, and in some places, lakes themselves are lower um, water levels. And 
and a lot of evaporation occurring throughout the summer and not timely, uh, you know, big rains, rain events. So um, I say that, say this, the the uh, waterfowl season, um, though it should be good, uh, because there are there are you know a number of ducks uh, to be to be uh, hunted out there and utilizing our resources, access is compromised. Um, take for example up in Roseau River WMA and Thief Lake Wildlife Management Area are two primo spots for waterfowl hunters, duck hunting and goose hunting uh, annually. And uh, you know Thief Lake for example is uh, is a WMA that has campsites as well as Roseau River, traditional campsites uh, that that waterfowl hunters use year in and year out um, for for their traditional duck camps. Um, they are going to find that uh, the water levels are lower, and uh, so that in turn uh, makes it more difficult to access the the lakes and and the pools. Um, you know, you can do it. It's going to be a little bit more work for you. Uh, uh, some people have taken uh, some of this messaging and uh, knowledge to maybe modify their approach to hunting ducks, uh, utilizing watercraft that's lighter, canoes, um, you know, smaller john boats, uh, even even hunting kayaks. So these sorts of things that a person can do to to uh, to increase you know, your ability to access safely and then without a lot of exertion um, is important going into the waterfall hunting season uh, when you have these dry years. But that said, uh, ducks, geese, you're, gonna, it, you're still, you're still going to have um, a lot of people doing quite well on opening weekend this Saturday morning at, you know, half an hour before sunrise. Um, it all opens up. Uh, places where rice is, wild rice, uh, are always good locations for duck hunters to key in on. Um, river rice, the Mississippi River, for example, this year uh, was just replete with wild rice. There were places in some of the some of the rivers, some of the portions of the river where you cross, uh, uh, where you can hardly even see the water. Um, the, the rice was so thick. Um, those are outstanding places uh, to 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 uh, hunt ducks and, and geese from, and field hunting. There is, uh, you know, obviously throughout the region here, and and even in Greater Bemidji area and the Brainerd, there's some uh, some ac a lot of agriculture and grain fields are often uh, really good locations for um, uh, hunting uh, Canada geese, uh, field hunting for Canada geese. Um, and of course, we we certainly have uh, geese and we have ducks who who spend their summers here before they go south. But a lot of success mm -hmm. on, on waterfowl is going to depend on when the ducks and geese from the north are here come flying through, headed headed south. Um, what are we hearing? What are we seeing in regards to that right now? Well, I we've heard you know some pretty good nesting success up in the Saskatchewan province and. Um, um, Manitoba, uh, Alberta, all these places where, where ducks are produced, of course, North Dakota, um, you know, duck factory there too. You know, it all depends, you know, that's is going to hinge upon, of course, nesting success and the timing of migrations. Uh, mm -hmm. that, that's always variable year in and year out. Um, 
it's hard to time. I mean, there's there's been years where we've had complete freeze up by October. Uh, I mean, late October. Um, you know, but in recent years, that's been kind of rare. You now we've been able to pull off basically a 60-day season sort of ice-free, and all of that hinges upon uh, you know the success here in Minnesota for waterfall hunting is going to hinge upon weather and, and uh, the availability duck of ducks and geese. Um, that have hatched from the northern climb, climbs uh, up in Canada, as well as uh, Mother Nature, um, throwing some curveballs at duck hunters at times, and uh, you know big wind events. All these things push push birds down from the north, and you can time it right uh, with divers and puddle ducks uh, included. Uh, you can have some outstanding hunts, including some field hunting. For mallards uh, when those giant flocks of mallards are coming down. Uh, I know of a few hunters that are really into duck hunting and they do quite well um, by traveling just a little bit further west of here in that Monoman County, uh, Norman County. Uh, I'm thinking of other counties that's, uh, you know, Polk, various counties uh, out west um, that some hunters do very well with field hunting um, mallards and Canada geese. Okay. Um, and of course, rifle deer season is the, you know, the be all end all when it comes to hunting in Minnesota. It's the family <laughs> tradition. It's what it sure virtually is. everybody does, even if they might be the only time they, they, uh, do any shooting all year is because it's, it's deer hunting time. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get goosebumps to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it really is something that, that has been a part of me growing up. Uh, deer hunting, good grief. Uh, you know, I remember being a little boy at Grandma's house in Wadena, uh, Grandma Greenwood, um, and waiting for the men to come back from their <laughs> hunt. You know, and uh, us boys and girls would be waiting for our dads and uncles and grandfather to come back from uh, their their weekend out in the woods uh they they used to have a traditional deer camp up by uh dixon lake um uh in any event they come back with these with deer of course and it was a big deal to <laughs> and uh of course that's that's sort of how i wet my appetite and uh, and uh, once you got in the woods and got to go hunting yourself, uh, you never looked back. <laughs> you got it, Kevin. Uh, never looked back. Uh, deer hunting for me uh, is uh, really my passion. That passion has carried out to hunting mule deer uh, in Colorado and Nebraska and hunting elk in Colorado and and uh, various big game. Uh, so the hooved animals, the cervids, the deer family, uh, yeah, deer hunting is, is huge. And I've got this hunting land up in, up in Karlstad uh, area, and uh, um, the uh, hunt that I do around here, I, in fact, I was sitting in a bow stand last night, just a little bit um, west of my place here in Beside, and uh, enjoying during the evening, sitting in a bow stand, uh, it's hard. It hardly gets better. But uh, this this hunt, I would have to say, this hunting season coming up, Kevin. Um, even though uh, we we being DNR reduced uh, uh, tags, if you will, by by hunt strategies that 
that uh, are more conservative just because of the last two winters uh, have been a little bit harsher in some parts of the region than in uh, other parts of the state. So obviously, uh, you don't want to over-harvest animals, uh, and so more conservative approaches. Some hunters are going to notice that. For example, here in the greater Bemidji area, a zone, or I should say a deer permit area that we now call 684 um, instead of 184, uh, is, uh, is a hunter's choice. Uh, this year, so it's it's a one deer limit, um, but either sex. So that's in large part because of uh, last winter and the winter before, you know. And yeah. and I should say to that end, you know, listeners no doubt thought, what you know, six eighty four, what's that? Um, it used to be one eighty four. Well, sad part of it is is that uh, the one eighty four permit area has become six eighty four, and uh, if you're tuned in and and knowledgeable about how CWD is battled in this state, um, a six eight uh, any any deer permit area that starts with a six uh, means it's a management a CWD management zone, and uh, you know special restrictions are right. applied to those those management zones, right? And uh, unfortunately, yes. DWD was detected in, uh, you know, south of Bemidji, two wild deer tested positive. And so um, we created this because that was, uh, that was wild deer that CWD was, uh, was uh, detected in. Uh, then the deer permit area becomes a management zone um, and uh, special restrictions. Like I, I'm just repeating myself mm. here and import carcass import and that sort of thing but we'll be sampling again kevin uh in all kinds of uh locations throughout this permit area 684 and adjacent permit areas uh hunter harvested deer will be sampling uh opening weekend again uh and for the foreseeable future we'll be doing it for at least the next uh three seasons um or, or two or three seasons at least will be sampling hunter harvested deer so looking uh looking forward to meeting some hunters out there i'll be working at a sampling station in northwest minnesota um in fact i'll be actually sampling deer up in the kitson county area where we're we're, we're harvest or we're sampling hunter harvested deer to assess uh or help us assess the overall health of the deer population up in elk range and um that is primarily a reason why we're sampling up there is to assess the health, like I just said, of, of the deer population. But um, another reason why, Kevin, um, is that we want to know uh, if there's CWD in the herds up there because there is a, a plan to translocate some elk from northwest West Minnesota to the northeast part of the state in helping Fond du Lac band of Lake Superior Chippewa with their uh, elk restoration project. So um, before we move animals, we want to know if animals are healthy. So that's why we're going to be sampling up an elk range during the opening weekend of the firearms deer hunting season. And, and you know, lastly, I'll say is about sampling uh, CWD, uh, for CWD, I should say, is uh, we'll be also sampling hunter harvested deer in uh, the Polk County area of Climax, Crookston, um, Erskine, that country over there will once again 
uh, be sampled, and, and plus other places in the state, including southeast Minnesota. So once again, um, CWD work, uh, all hands on deck. Uh, we've got staff in, throughout the entire section of wildlife that will be uh, sacrificing their opening weekend of, of the firearms deer hunting season to, to sample deer from hunters and uh, and uh, throughout throughout the the opening weekend and and uh, it's just something we've been doing since the mid 2000s, uh, Kevin, just to to make sure that we try to keep CWD um, from spreading. All you know, it it is spreading throughout the state. But we have, because of the aggressive tactics of battling this awful, you know, fatal disease that deer can get, deer, elk, moose can get, um, we've been largely successful in keeping the prevalence uh, of CWD um, from uh, getting out of hand uh, in the population. So we thank all the hunters. I tell you what, if it wasn't for deer hunters uh, bringing their deer in or sampling deer themselves, um, uh, I tell you what, they, they are our primary partner in uh, battling this disease, so it, it's huge. Yeah, it is. Thanks. It's very huge. Uh, yep. We've talked a lot about uh, our part of the Northwest, uh, but the Northwest region is is quite large. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, how how much area does it cover? Well, it's uh, it, it, exactly right. Um, Northwest Minnesota, for us that live here, probably think of Northwest Minnesota as the farthest northwest corner of the state. But uh, as a region, there are four divided regions in the state of Minnesota, as DNR has it divided up. And Region 1, or the Northwest region, uh, would be like from a line from Kitson County up in Hallock, if you will, uh, east to Bedette. And then south uh, in a line all the way down to Morris. Um, wow. You know, so Morris, Glenwood, uh, that that area of the state, and then west over to the border. And, you know, that, that would be your northwest region. So there's, I think, 24, 24 total counties in the in the northwest region. So, you, yeah, of, of all the regions in the state, we have the most diverse region of them all, we, you know, we've got all the biomes that Minnesota has, you know, the tall grass, uh, uh, you know, prairie. We've got uh, aspen parklands. We've got the deciduous forest, and we've got the coniferous forest. So we've got it all here, and, and it's one of the reasons why it's it's arguably the best hunting uh, region, fishing and hunting region in the state of Minnesota because of all that diversity and plus the the replete amount of public land um you know it, it's second to none really I, I suppose region two the northeast part of the state might have more uh public land uh but uh, not the diversity um of, of landscape so this is a premier spot to hunt and fish here in the northwest part of our state so it certainly is and, and i would think that uh you know we don't think much of things as certain species to hunt up here in the Bemidji area, but down in that uh, southwest portion of the northwest region, they've got to have some things to, to go hunting for that we maybe don't uh, get to do up here. That's that's exactly right. Um, you know, in that Fergus Falls um, 
Glenwood and uh, to some extent even even parts of the the Detroit Lakes area um, has a fair amount a number of ringneck pheasants. So yes, ringneck pheasants uh, is something that people can hunt there. There's even um, a species of non-native grouse, uh, the gray partridge. Um, you know, there are actual some some of some pockets of the gray partridge that that exists in uh, in the prairie portions or open landscape agricultural areas of the region. Um, in some respects, the the, the Canada goose uh, uh, Canada goose um, season tends to be pretty darn good in the Fergus Falls area as well. Uh, yeah, you know, I would say you know, there's various other species. Um, of course, we didn't even talk about trapping, and and uh, we've got all kinds of uh, fur bears that people um, target here in the North Country, but down in the South too. Fishers, for example. Um, which are related to weasels, uh, exist in good numbers here in the north, but uh, increasingly have become more abundant in the southern part of the region. And our trapping records are bearing all that out, uh, that uh, fur bears have shifted, not necessarily out of this area, but have become more abundant in the southern part of the region, for example. Okay. Is there anything else we should cover this time around? Well, um, want well, to shout out to uh, three buddies of mine from Beside here, Mike Schley, Rick Colbert, and Skip Repke. Uh, four of us uh, did our annual elk hunt up in uh, northwest Colorado, and I know that there's a lot of Minnesotans that head out west to take part in that in that annual tradition of hunting um, elk and so forth. And we did an archery hunt this year, Kevin, and and did the same one that we did last year where we uh, hired the services of a, an outfitter where we could use their horses to get up to a remote part of the game management unit that we hunt. And uh, we don't get to keep the horses for the week. They take them back down to base camp. But, uh, you know, it's an on-your-own hunt. It just is that uh, a couple of tents is, is provided. And, uh Anyway, uh, the four of us had a good season, uh, the very first week of the archery season out there. Uh, we didn't bring home any venison, but we had lots of uh, very close encounters with elk, just not uh, perfect um, shooting opportunities. And uh, something that, that a lot of people were aware of last winter anyway, of course, we had a severe winter here, right? They had an, an even more severe winter in the northwest uh, part of Colorado and, and various other areas, Wyoming, Montana, parts of the northern Rockies had uh, extreme snow depths that, that uh, you know, mortality of pronghorn, mule deer, uh, whitetail, and elk uh, was pretty high. And so uh, a lot of people uh, probably didn't even bother to hunt this year just because of, um, of high winter kill. But we didn't see necessarily those effects uh, from this hunt that we just got got done. Uh, we did see plenty of elk. Um, maybe it just so happens that that part of the state um, didn't get hit as hard. But uh, anyway, it was a good hunt. And uh, here we are now in Minnesota. We're deep in the hunting season here. So uh, it's time to concentrate on, on Minnesota and all, all it has to offer. 
Absolutely. He's Blaine Clemick. He is the Northwest Regional Wildlife Manager, my guest today on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Blaine, always great to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time today. You're welcome, Kevin. Anytime. Paul Bunyan Country. Kevin, I love your show. I love listening to it always.